Hi, and welcome to That's Myrony Podcast. My name's Alicia Myronic, and I am your host and creator of this fun new concept. But first, what exactly is Myrony? Well, Myrony, or my irony, are those crazy coincidences that happen in life that you just can't explain. It's also another word for sign or synchronicity. We've all experienced these throughout our lives. But what if you started paying closer attention to your myronies? What if you started connecting the dots, or as I like to say, follow the spiritual breadcrumbs that could have an impact so big that it changes your life forever, not to mention the lives of others. Now that's myrony. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to That's My Rainy Podcast. I am so excited for my next guest, Camelia Britton, because she's not only a friend of mine, but she is one of the most genuine, authentic, beautiful souls that I know. Um, and I love the fact that with her voice as a influencer on Instagram, she loves sharing that authenticity. So first, a little bit about Camelia. So Camelia Britton is a travel-loving ex-nurse turned serial entrepreneur, intuitive business coach, and freedom mentor. She believes that we're all limitless creators of our experience and that the journey to freedom begins from within. Over the last 10 years, Camelia went from being a nurse to a Reiki master and instructor, theta healer, hypnotherapist, meditation master, to a mindset and intuitive business coach. Through her love for freedom, Camelia has also been a travel blogger, and an Instagram coach traveling to 35 plus countries learning about spirituality and different cultures. Camelia always sees the day and ever since beating cancer in 2020, she's even more about living a life of freedom and creating a legacy that will outlive her time here on earth. Camelia knows it's her true purpose to help others discover their own version of inner and outer freedom, to free their minds love their bodies, and fulfill their soul's purpose to support you in releasing your blocks so you can feel completely free and empowering to bring 100% of your gifts to this world. So all of this started by becoming a blogger from uh, traveling and listen to everything that she's doing now. It's unbelievable. So let's go meet Camelia and hear all about the Myronies in her life. Hi, Camelia. Thank you so much for joining me today on That's Myrony. Um, it's so exciting to, to have you because I feel like it was a big myrony of how we connected in the first place, <laughs> which sure. we'll be able to go into in a, in a little bit. But, um, you know, in just the different paths that you've taken from being a, a nurse to um, then, you know, becoming this major Instagram influencer through your, through your travel blog, how you became the hackerette. And now you've decided to start hacking in a, in a different way, which we're also going to go into, but um, I know you're, um, you're, you're calling from San Diego and, but where did you grow up? Yeah. So I grew up in orange, Texas, a small little town. Um, it's kind of like, like kind of like 10,000 people, nothing going on. There's like a Walmart and a movie theater. Um, I was born there. Um, you know, it's on, it's like Southeast Texas on the border of Louisiana there. And, um, yeah, I was born there. And then I moved out to California uh, to San Diego in 2005, actually as a travel nurse back in the day. So, okay. So you, you came out as a travel nurse and then we, you got into traveling, but what, mm -hmm. before doing that, I, I find it, um, I find it fascinating. You know, you go by the hackerette. And what was it that, you know, I mean, it's a great word first off, you know, but, but how did you, how did you come up with that? Yeah, it was actually, it was so funny because honestly, when I chose it never in a million years did I think I was creating what I was creating. And so, um, I just built a travel blog and, um, I was doing travel hacking and, you know, I was doing, uh, racking up points and miles it's called travel hacking, right? So points and miles through credit cards and spending them on free flights, you know, like racking up these points. 
And I had been doing it for years and I was really good at it. And that's kind of all I wanted to do was like rack up these points and travel for free, like all over the world for either free or super cheap. And so I was doing that for a while and, um, I'd started a couple other businesses and, um, they weren't quite fulfilling me and everything. And so my third business was my travel blog. And the funny thing is I had no idea that I would, would, or could make money on a travel blog. This is back in 2016. And so, um, I literally thought I was just going to be selling my courses on travel hacking because everybody kept asking me how you were doing it, how you're doing it. We know you're, you're just a regular girl. You're a nurse. Like, and here you are in a new country once a month, like what's going on over here. And I honestly just got so tired of explaining it. <laughs> and so, um, I m- built a blog and I did not know what to call it. I, I went through a million different names and everything's taken of course, and, um, all the domains and, Yeah. So I don't know. I just was like, I'm like a travel hacker. And like, I was definitely a little bit of a life hacker too. I kind of felt like I was, um, you know, the girl version of Tim Ferriss. I was kind of like, how can I just like hack my best life in all these different ways, you know, from like getting a deal on clothes or, you know what I mean? I was always like really resourceful because I grew up really poor in, in the South, right? Like really poor and stuff. So Um, I was always making something out of nothing. So I think I was like a life hacker from before it was like a thing, you know what I mean? Like back out of like necessity when I was a kid. And so, um, it was funny and travel hackerette was a little bit long. Um, cause I was like, I'm a travel hacker, but it was a little bit of a masculine industry. Right. And I was like, I'm like a girl travel hacker, you know, like I'm not really a backpacker. Um, you know, I still like my luxury, but I don't want to pay for it. (laughs) (laughs) And so, um, yeah, so I wanted to appeal to women and be like, Hey, girls can do this too. And like, let's empower women. And so I wanted to be like a girly travel hacker. So hacker it came. And then, um, it was really funny because it was a totally made up word and it stuck and it, it was available. And so like I did. And so, um, went on Instagram and I think someone already had hacker it, but they weren't like using it. It was one of those fake accounts or whatever. So I just put the hacker it and that was it. And then, yeah. And then I became kind of known on it and, um, for that name and then later changed my name to my actual name, Camellia.Britain on Instagram, just cause I've just evolved over gosh, the last what, six years over in my business. I went from a, a travel hacking nurse to now, you know, a coach and entrepreneur and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Wow. Well, I also, I know, um, you mentioned, I forget where, I think it was actually on your, in your Facebook group one time, but you mentioned how you actually took a dating website platform or or something like, can you please share about that? Because I was like, oh my God, this girl is definitely the hackerette because (laughs) how you came up with that way of like, okay, let's, let's, let's put a twist on things. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. That's actually a funny story. So yeah, my first business was a home care company and it was like an online kind of home care company. Right. And so, um, my vision was, you know, I was a nurse, so I saw like a hole in the market of like, you know, there was like a, like a hole between like hiring a caregiver off of Craigslist for your grandma and then hiring an agency, which takes a, there's a huge amount of fees. You know what I mean? It's like expensive. And so it was kind of like, there was no middle ground. And so I thought, um, okay, I'm going to build a website. It's going to be like the match.com of healthcare. And so I thought, well, how am I going to do that? So it was this great idea. And it was this, it, this was back in 2012, even way back then. And so it was before, you know, it was before it's time, I think as well. And so it was kind of, I think it was like literally before care.com and all that. It was kind of like hadn't all kind of got, I was kind of around the time and it was an original idea in my crazy head. Right. So I thought, how am I going to do this? And so I thought it's kind of like the match.com for healthcare. Cause I was explaining it to people and I was like my vision and what I was wanting to create. And I, I thought, I wonder, you know, if you can buy like, cause I know you can buy softwares and stuff. And so I went on and I found dating site software And I thought, oh God, I'll just modify that. Like, let's not reinvent the wheel here. So I changed, um, I am a man looking for a woman, you know, to um, I'm a caregiver looking for a care seeker. I changed ages to pay rates. I changed hobbies to specialties, right? So it was just a great little easy hack, right? Like I totally hacked it and I built the match.com for healthcare. (laughs) So yeah, that was my first business. And um, I spent two years of my life building it, creating it working out the software, getting the you know, payment systems up, matching people um, and stuff like that. And um, after two years, 
it was up and running and going. And I realized it just wasn't my passion. I had a really great time creating it. It was fun. It was a challenge. I loved picking the colors and building the website. And I really just loved all the creation of the vision and watching my vision come to life. But I actually didn't enjoy running an online home care company. It just wasn't actually my passion. And I think I was like 30 something. I was like 31 at the time in 2012. So I was just not excited about tweeting about aging in place and, you know, this kind of thing. And I was like, oh my gosh. And it was my first business. So I was like, duh, like I should have picked something I was passionate about. You know what I mean? So anyway, so released it with love and went on to the next thing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. That's, that is definitely amazing. I mean, when I, when I heard that story, it's like, wow, you couldn't have picked a better title for yourself, you know, originally as this hackerette. And now again, going to be, you know, looking at, how you can make these additional shifts in, in lives and in other people's lives. But I know this, um, the concept of myrony, the crazy coincidences we can't explain. You're like, I don't know if I have that many myronies. And I was like, well, I know just the way we met was one big myrony. And as you know, for the listeners, it was, it was crazy because there's a mutual friend of ours, uh, Ernest, uh, white, the second, who has an incredible show called fly brother. He's actually, going to be launching season two, which is really exciting. And he was uh, on Instagram saying how he was going to be interviewing his friend. And something inside me was like, you have got to check out this interview. And I'm like, what's going on? And so I, you know, I I watched the whole thing, you know, and I'm I'm not one to normally do that. I'll be the first one to admit it. You know, it's like, okay, watch for a couple minutes, you know, whatever. But you just absolutely something in my heart was just like, oh my God, my soul was like, you gotta meet this woman. Like she's Mm -hmm. so incredible, so down to earth. And then you've also shared very openly about how you, you know, went through uh, cancer and, and, and we're going to, we're going to talk about that also. But um, because I know that's a big part of your of your journey and what you want to, you know, really share with the world because you have such a powerful voice. But the thing that was just so amazing was I was just like, she you were just so down to earth. But everything that you were building with Instagram, you know, one of the things with Instagram is that there can be so much ego around it. Right. And, you know, and it's like, how how can we actually share authentically? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and not have that ego around it. And, you know, and that's, you know, the concept of myrony is just sharing these crazy coincidences, but not necessarily making it just about ourselves and, you know, looking at like, what's that bigger picture. So something absolutely spoke and, you know, I set up a time to talk to you and you know, what's funny is I think it was right around, it was right around this time. I'm almost positive. Oh. <laughs> it was like, yeah, it was like one year from when you were finished your cancer treatment, I believe, was when wow, yeah. we, right when around we, this time. <laughs> yeah, right when we first connected. Wow, is it our one year anniversary? You know, <laughs> it's, well, that's an there. <laughs> we didn't even plan that. <laughs> no, I know, right? But I, yeah. I'm like, I, I actually meant to look it up and see when did we actually set that appointment? Because I remember we we talked and then you, 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 you talked about it. I was like, Oh my goodness. So I feel like we were, you know, divine myrony brought us together because something was just like, you've got to, you know, meet this woman. And then I was so honored to have had a chance to work with you with your, cause you, what you moved into being an Instagram coach and helping people. And so so I know you say you don't have many Myrie's, but do you feel like you've been kind of led on this interesting path that if you look at where you picked up those breadcrumbs and you just kind of kept following them, do you, do you see that in your life? Where, sorry, can you repeat that last bit where I, yeah. So it's like, you know, because you, you feel called to do certain things. And mm-hmm. so I feel like we're given these little signs And then we have these like breadcrumbs that show up and sometimes they're really tiny, but we feel it. We feel it in every fiber of our being. And it's like how we end up moving in life. And I'm just curious, have you felt that? Have you felt like you've been divinely guided in certain ways? Yeah, definitely. Oh my goodness. I mean, so much of my life has been twists and turns and changes and unexpected changes. You know, obviously I was, um, 
you know, I was doing really well. I was like a very popular travel blogger and I was working full time. I was able to quit my nursing job and like right around the peak of kind of my, my business and like on my way up, 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 up. Um, yeah, I got a cancer diagnosis. And so that was obviously not part of the five-year plan. I always laugh. <laughs> I'm like, that wasn't my plan. Wait a second. So, you know, obviously it was, it was devastating. I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know if I was going to live or die. I didn't know if I was going to ever be able to travel again, or if this was going to be my last trip, the last one that I went on. And it was awful and terrible. And the way that I was um, making money and supporting myself was just no longer available. You know what I mean? And it was all like a year before COVID hit. Right. So I guess a year later, there was no travel anyway, but this was a year before COVID hit. And so I was just unprepared for, you know, not being able to go and travel and make money in the way that I had been making money for the last however many years, you know? And so I had to pivot pretty quickly. And, um, and luckily, I mean, I was already, I was already coaching, you know, since I had had success online, people were asking me, you know, how do I build my Instagram? You've done this great job and you're, you know, got great content and all this. And so I started teaching people, I was already doing coaching and hosting events, you know, way before I got diagnosed. And so whenever I did get diagnosed, it, it easily made sense to just lean more into that side of the business since I had so much more time on my hands without being able to travel. Um, and I could just do it from home in between treatments. So it was a very easy kind of, you know, segue into that. So that's what I did. And then COVID hit and I was perfectly placed and set up, you know what I mean? To just continue to scale that part of the business. And so that's exactly what I did. And, and now things are finally starting to open up, but kind of been out of the travel game for a while. And I still love to travel, but now it's been so long since I've been in sort of the, the influencer slash blogger world that I've really just enjoyed working with people and supporting them to, you know, build a business to up level what they, the business they do have. And, and also just helping them around, the mindset and then supporting them, you know, to really either come back from burnout or prevent burnout when they're kind of feeling like they're going on that edge. Because over this time I've really understood, you know, I was that successful woman who was pushing, 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 and then I was stopped overnight and I had no, no warning, like, you know what I mean? And so I've been just telling everybody, you know, you don't have to go through the breakdown to get to the breakthrough. And so this is a message I'm super passionate about at the moment, you know, just really diving into self-care, really not taking any of that for granted, like listening to your body, taking care of your body. Yes. Also have your goals. Yes. You know, be ambitious. Yes. Plan for the future, all of that, but as well, stop, relax, slow down, enjoy the journey, take care of your body, listen to what it needs. And also just don't rush through your life. You know what I mean? Just all these kind of things. And so anything could happen anytime and life is now live it, love it. <laughs> so, yeah. Wow. So, I mean, you were so young when you had that cancer diagnosis and, and it, it's got such an interesting, I mean, it was like triple, was it triple negative? Yeah. It's called triple negative breast cancer. And I was 38 actually. Um, I'm 40 now. I was 38 at the time. And, um, it can hit younger women. It's, it's this interesting cancer. That's like only like 10% of breast cancers. Most breast cancers are, are hormonal, which is the one that's actually way more common that you see much more of. Um, and this kind that nobody really knows there's several different kinds of breast cancers until you're kind of in this world, you know? And so I had no idea what triple negative me meant. I thought, oh, it's negative. That's great. Right. And they were like, no, not so much. Like negative means that it was negative for all three of the hormones that it could be attached to. And that means that they have no idea what the root cause was. And so in turn, that makes it much more difficult to treat. It makes it much more deadly it makes it to where you don't really have as many options um, because there's really no, there's no trail of what, why it even came here in the first place. So yeah, it's a challenge. And so it can be very um, fatal. And so, yeah, that's also something I was dealing with of like, you know, I'm not sure if I have five years to live or if I'm going to make it through this. And so I chose to really focus on living instead of dying because, you know, I had that realization of, uh, you know, all of us are going to die, but we just, we just forget that it's going to happen to us. Cause that's way more convenient than to focus on it. And we just put that over there with everything else that's never going to happen. Right. And so basically, you know, when we're faced with it, you know, I was kind of like, 
you know what, we're all going to die. And maybe this is going to be the thing that's for me. I mean, I'm going to experience that at some point in life. Right. And so it's, again, something we don't really think about or look face to face with. And when that is put in front of your face and you do face your own mortality, then you just look at, well, this is inevitable. Right. And it may happen in five years or 50 years or God knows what nobody really actually knows. Right. And so all you're left with is how am I living? You know, where, where is my purpose? What is there left for me to do? How am I going to leave a legacy that's going to outlive me? How am I going to, you know, put the more ripple effect of good in the world? Cause that's all that you can take with you, right. Is the good energy that you, you leave with. That's it. Wow. And so during that time, you, I mean, you were building your other side of this business to help, to help primarily women, right? That's what you, you, you yeah, primarily yeah. I work with men as well. Yeah. But mostly women. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you also, I mean, you also were very vocal on your Instagram of your journey, right? You were just, yeah. you just chose to be just raw and, mm-hmm. and, and just share what it is because, you know, you never know whose lives you're going to touch by the story that you share. Exactly. And it's funny you use it's a irony that you use, use that choice of words, touch lives, because whenever I was meditating, you know, I was like asking God, like, what is my purpose? What is my purpose? What is my purpose? And all that was coming through was literally the words touch lives. And I just thought, well, but how, but how? And I just, you know, had to come to the realization that like, why would I want to limit myself in all the ways that I can touch lives? Right. And so that was me trying to be in my human, you know, brain and say, well, how do I touch lives? And I want to know the answer. But I thought, gosh, you know, it's such an infinite grand answer that I can touch lives in millions of ways. Right. So how do I do that today? And like, you know, I again, because I was, you know, in the travel space and, you know, I wasn't even in the wellness space or anything, and much less the cancer space. So it was very awkward for me. I mean, there was no there was no manual on how to be a popular influencer that gets cancer. Like there is no manual for that. And I I looked and looked and looked and I could not find anyone who sort of had the job that I had. The influencer world is a bit new still, you know, two years ago, it still was. And I didn't know anyone who was in the position that I could sort of look to for like, how how do we do this? And I didn't find anybody. Um, And so I thought, okay, I guess it's up to me to write the manual on how to do it, you know? And when I did look on Instagram and I did see a lot of people, there were a lot of people who got um, popularity or whatever have you, you know, after they got cancer and that, that became their thing. And I was actually had a following before this happened. And so um, it was just interesting of like, okay, now how do I switch to that? And so I was questioning my own value of like, okay, people are used to getting value from me through travel tips and seeing the world through my camera, you know, and these things. And I just would be distraught some days, like, how do I offer value anymore? And I had to really dig deep and say, okay, what is the value here? Where's the value? What can I create? What can I provide? What can I share? I don't want to sit here and be a victim and I don't resonate with that anyway. So how can I share maybe the lessons that I've learned or, you know, the silver linings or, just, you know, how can I take, you know, like not everyone's going to go through cancer, but like everyone goes through hard times. And so I thought this is the ultimate lesson in resilience, right? It's also a lesson in self-love, detachment, radical acceptance, self-care. There were so many lessons. So I kind of just tuned into that. And to this day, those are some of the now most important lessons that I do feel called to teach because they were my lessons. Uh They were my lessons. Like I was not putting self-care at the forefront. I was the busy girl. Like I'll do that as soon as, and as soon as never comes, it just doesn't. There's always a new there. And when you get there, there's a new there. Right. And when you're an ambitious woman like that, it's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll get to that. I'm fine. I'm healthy. You know, you grab your snack and drink your green smoothie and grab your protein bar and you get on with your day. And I was traveling and you know, all this kind of stuff. And I'm sure many people listening can totally relate, you know, we'll do it as soon as or whatever. And now it's, my life's completely different. Um, self-care comes first. I work out three times a week on zoom with my lovely trainer. Um, you know, I don't usually start my calls until 11 AM because I spend all morning doing whatever it is I need to do for my own body. And I'm perfectly healthy and happy. Now I'm fully healed. I'm in full remission. I'm perfectly healthy. I don't need to do that, but now I want to do that and I love it. And it's now part of my life and a part of my day. And by no means was that part of my day before 
at all whatsoever. So it's drastically shifted the priority and I love it. Now I can't imagine going back. Oh, wow. I mean, that's amazing. Like you're, you're such an inspiration on so many levels because you know, you, you really, you really, you, you know, walk the walk of what you're, of what you're talking about. Yes. And so, you know, it's kind of like when we look from this higher self perspective of how somehow we choose what we want to go through in life. And it's like, yeah, yeah. I think it was definitely, it was definitely my lesson to learn. It was definitely knock on the door to slow down, to take better care of myself, to appreciate my body. You know, when's the last time we thanked our bodies for all the things they do on autopilot and we just don't even, we just take it for granted and we don't think about it. And it's like, it's like health and time and all these things we sort of take for granted because we have an infinite amount or we have an abundant amount of it. Right. And then until one day you don't until one day something happens. Right. So like I said today in my live stream, it was like, you know, totally saw that one come in, said no cancer patient ever totally saw that one come in, said no one who got in an accident, said no one who went through the global pandemic, like none of this, right? No one could have seen any of these things coming. And so you're just going about your life and anything could happen at any time. And so you want to have your, your self-care in place because, you know, it's just anything can happen and just don't take that, that time for granted and don't take that, that health for granted because, you know, things can happen and you just really want to be you know, nurturing your body, nurturing yourself. There's not as much rush as we think there is. You know, I just invite you to slow down and listen to your body and really as cliche as it sounds, just enjoy more of the journey because when we're rushing to get to wherever we're trying to get to, we definitely miss the journey. And if it's all, you know, if we're just rushing to get there and we hate the journey, like then what's the point in even getting there? Because there's always going to be the new there. They're just right. <laughs> well, it, it's one of those questions. And I know this is, this is a hard question, but because of everything that you learned, would you have changed any of the journey? Ooh, that's a rough question. I mean, I, I guess it's all divine, right? Because I would never want to go through it again. Right. <laughs> never in a million years do I wish this on my worst enemy. Oh my God. Oh my God. Um, I can't fathom going through it again. I hope to God that I'm healed and whole for the rest of eternity in this lifetime. Um, but going through it, you know, oh my God, like, I guess it's, like I said, bittersweet. It's like, it, it came with so many trials, but it came bearing so many gifts. I mean, people apologized to me who had been horrible to me since I was a kid and they came out of nowhere to apologize because they didn't know if I was going to make it or not. You know, some people came and made peace. It brought out love in people's hearts. Um, people came and, you know, people that I didn't even really know that well came to my side. Like there was so much love that came from this experience that was very interesting. Um, there was also a lot of pain, right? And so there was also a lot of surrender and massive resistance to all the surrender. Like, I just wanted to keep going. And I was like, anybody got time for cancer? You know what I mean? Like, what is the deal here? Yes. Let's just keep moving and going. And, um, it, I was, you know, a tough one to crack. I did not want to slow down. I was like, Nope, it took me almost the two full years. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's been, it was a full year of treatment and I only slowed down when I had to. And then I think after I finished, I think I finally felt okay to stop and breathe because it was over. Um, but you think, oh, it's over. I'm just going to go back to whatever, but it's not, you kind of have like a crash. I don't know if anyone's a runner, but if you like run and then you have this runner's high and then you crash. Right. And so it is like running up a hill. You feel like you're running up a mountain for a year straight with no days off and you are exhausted and you literally crash. And like, I was nowhere expecting that I was going to need a full year to recover from the year of treatment. You know, I thought that was the year. And so literally, um, you know, July 12th, 2021 was my two year anniversary of being diagnosed. So that was one year of treatment and one year of recovery of the treatment. Right. So here I am today and I'm finally feeling like myself again, but I'm a completely different self but I'm also just feeling my energy is finally coming back. I'm finally feeling, you know, I've been healed and whole for quite some time now, but I'm finally starting to feel like, oh my gosh, like just things are starting to feel normal again, but it's a whole new normal for sure, because I'm just nowhere near the same person. 
I'm nowhere near living the same. Everything has changed. Like everything about my life has changed in that time. Wow. Well, you know, it's kind of interesting. It didn't even, it was almost like universe or God was like, well, I'm not even going to let you go back to what you were before because <laughs> we're going to, we're going to be in COVID. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Exactly. It was a joke, you know? And uh, yeah, I just had to laugh because traveling again was like the thing that was getting me through treatment. And then towards the end of the treatment, right at the like last, you know, few months of it, you know, literally I finished in July and in March we went into lockdown and I was like, no, <laughs> you know, and I was like, this was getting me through, you know? So it was like literally the light at the end of the tunnel that I was running towards this whole year was just shut down. And I was just like, ah, and I just got depressed all over again. And I was just like, well, now I don't have anything to finish for. Like, I just want to travel. You know what I mean? Cause I feel like I was in quarantine a year before everybody else, because, you know, I was doing all this treatment and everything. And so it was crazy, but you know, now, now I'm back to traveling. I'm grateful. Yeah. So it's all, all is well. (laughs) (laughs) Well, but that's, but, but again, that's now made this bigger shift for yourself because now I guess, I guess when you are faced with your own mortality and then you, you know, and, and really recognizing, because I truly do believe we, we choose whatever, whatever it is we're meant to go through so that we can also help others. And the only way we can help others is if we really go through it ourselves. There's no way of understanding, you know. Exactly. Exactly. And yeah, like I said, I think, you know, leading yourself through hard times, it doesn't have to be cancer or any other illness, even for that matter, but leading yourself through, you know, tremendous, um, just leading yourself through tremendous hardship and whatever, you know, thing that came in you know, upheavaled your life or whatever, you know what I mean? Just being strong, you know, bunkering down, whatever that is, you know, and just really leading yourself through that and saying, okay, where's the lesson here? So that was one of the biggest things for me, because, you know, we believe in this, in this world and spirituality and we, we believe all these things. And so I had to ask myself like, oh my gosh, okay, what did I do? You know, what was it, you know? Um, and because there was no cause, like I really didn't know what I did wrong. I was like, okay, what did I do? So I cannot do that again. And they were like, we don't know. This kind doesn't have that. And I'm like, oh my God. So, you know, so then I looked for the lesson. I was like, where's the lesson? Where's the lesson? Where's the lesson? And I couldn't find it. Couldn't find it. Cause I didn't want to believe that the lesson was that I needed to slow down. Cause I was like, no, that's not it for sure. You know, <laughs> but yeah. So yeah, that, that definitely puts you at a hard stop. Right. You know, like Yes. Time stood still. And I, there were some days I just, I was, I was in chemo and I was sleeping up to like 18 hours a day. I was like, how is this even possible? Is it even possible to sleep for 18 hours? And it was just blowing me away. And I was just like, oh my goodness. Um, okay. (laughs) You know, how am I going to get everything done? So I really just had to restructure. I restructured my business. I restructured my life. And I really learned how to do a lot less and still get everything done and hold boundaries and prioritize. And again, fill my cup with self-care. And so it was a whole re, you know, restructuring of my entire life. And so that's like what I teach now, like holistic success, you know, it's like holistic success because you cannot, you know, this is a great way to burn out. And then if you do too much of whatever, you're not going to get anywhere. So there's like a whole, you know, mix of like, yes, you can be successful while doing less. And there's like the mix of the masculine and the feminine, and it's a beautiful harmony. Yeah. Well, you know, and then the, then who you got to connect with, you know, be because of this, because of your clients that you got to work with and and really help them, you know, create their businesses and, and understanding, you know, how do we, you know, for, for the listeners, people are like, how do you become an Instagram influencer? Like, (laughs) how does it happen? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Speaking your truth, you know what I mean? Speaking your truth, putting your message out there and really just keeping going, keeping going, you know, like 90% of success is not giving up when it gets hard, you know, and just keeping going and, you know, really being your authentic self. People want real people can tell when you're not real. They can tell when you are real. And, you know, we were already going towards more authenticity online. And then when COVID hit, it was like, now we're full blown authenticity because people are just, it's, it's real. Now we want, we just want authenticity and we want real and we want connection, you know? And so that's really the way to, 
to, you know, connect, we, you create a community and you create people with like-minded interests, whatever that is, you know, and you find your people and just continue on. But it's so interesting. I also, I think, you know, we want authenticity, but then it's like, how many people are really, truly moving into that authenticity? But I think you can tell who we, we do want it and you can tell who's fake authentic and you can tell who's kind of, you know, being real authentic. And then many people aren't because it's uncomfortable. It is uncomfortable. Let me tell you, you know, like going live and talking about, you know, like I did yesterday, I was crying on a live and I didn't plan to cry on a live whatsoever. That is so not me. And I was like, well, here we are, <laughs> you know, here we are, but it's raw and real. And, and like I said, in the live tears are truth. So, you know what I'm speaking from my heart. If there's, you know, if I'm accidentally crying and, you know, got emotional because it was my two year cancer anniversary, then so be it. And people respond because they know, you know, that it was real. And like I said, I was going on there to cry and plan that. Trust me, that was not part of the plan. (laughs) Well, I got to see it and it was absolutely beautiful. And, and that is what makes you so special is how raw and authentic and just real you are. But, you know, that's one of the things, you know, I'm trying to do with Myrony is bring this more authentic, authenticness. That's not just about us that we're like, okay, what are these? When we start really looking at our lives and seeing, are we kind of following a path that we may not even understand that we were following in the first place? But when we stay true to our heart, we stay true to what we're, what's really guiding us. Mm-hmm. Is there something greater that's leading us down this path? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's the bigger question. And then it's like, you know, if we if we've lost loved ones or if we, you know, or we see those signs, what do we do about them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so, so do you feel like you've seen, I know we're going back to, you're like, I don't know how many myronies, but I think we've discovered <laughs> some, but has there been ever anything where you saw something and you were just like, something just struck a chord and you're just like, you just knew that was whether it was, it was some shift in your life or some pivotal pivotal thing. It could have been someone you met. It could be anything along that line. Would you? What comes to mind is funny. My partner, my fiance, Jacob, um, we, we met, um, we met because we were neighbors. And the funny thing is that we, we met back in 2016 and I definitely feel like we were supposed to meet because he was supposed to turn left and go see another house when he got his house for rent. He was supposed to turn left down this other street and he actually took a wrong turn. It's like a joke. He always takes the wrong turn. Like he's just that guy who takes the wrong turn, goes the wrong way. So it's kind of funny. So he went the wrong way. This is before we knew each other, but he totally went the wrong way and he ended up accidentally stumbling upon this other house that happened to have a sign in the yard. And, um, he actually goes, Oh, what's this one? So he got out and talked to the guy and then he ended up renting this house and never even went to see the other house. And oh, wow. Yeah. And so it was very interesting. <laughs> that was a irony, right? And then, yeah, that's a big irony. Really. Yeah. A big one. <laughs> interesting because we met and, um, you know, he was literally, his house was basically my balcony was overlooking his house. Like I lived in an apartment and I like overlooked his house and I would walk my little dog rascal around this block every single day of my life. Right. So we were bound to meet. (laughs) And so it was very interesting. And then, yeah, it was just really funny that, um, he like moved right into my neighborhood and, um, and he took a wrong turn and then, yeah, we were neighbors and then we met and we've been together ever since. Okay. Yes. (laughs) I, I can't even believe you say, I don't know what Myra need to talk about because that, (laughs) if that's not like the best example of a beautiful divine design and, you know, like, uh, uh, that's definitely some ironic love. (laughs) Definitely, definitely. It's been a while. I forgot about that one. Yeah. It was 2016. So. Oh, but that's so, that's so sweet. And that's just so amazing. And it just, you know, for listeners, it's like, you know, when we, when we least expect it, or, you know, it's kind of like when we, when we try to plan things, you know, and I guess that's one of the things, one of the lessons we, we can learn from this conversation is like, when we try to plan our lives too much, you know, sometimes we really have to go with the flow. We don't know, because I know through all the ugliness that you went through, there was so much beauty that came through on the other side, you know, and, and it's like, 
you know, what would have happened if that didn't happen or, you know, COVID of course, but you've just kept traveling and you kept, you know, doing this higher and higher and higher pressure because I know you've talked about when you're, you know, just for the listeners to hear when you're doing those travel shoots and you're doing all that. I mean, that is hard work, right? It's work for sure. It's work. We make it look easy and all idyllic, you know, but we're not just floating around infinity pools <laughs> for sure. You're waking up at 5 a.m. So nobody's at infinity pool, right? And then like you're flying the drone, you have 16 minutes, you know, before it dies. Like it's a whole thing. <laughs> There's so much behind the scenes funniness, but yeah. To make it just look absolutely flawless, right? For sure. Peaceful. I was just happened to be laying there and someone happened to be flying a drone who happened to be my fiance <laughs> and, you know, it happened to be edited perfectly and all the things. So yeah, the hat and a fruit plate as a prop, <laughs> you know what I mean? Everything's very staged and whatever, but it's fun to create digital art and travel is such a great inspir- inspirational thing to create the most beautiful art from. So, Where's one of your favorite places that you've traveled? The Maldives for sure. Yes. It's just beautiful there. I'm, I love all the tropical water and the blues and I like all the teals, like your background there. And yeah, so <laughs> I love all the watercolors and yeah, it's just really beautiful. You feel like you're in a little candy land that just is not even real because it's, it's just not. <laughs> and it sounds like Jacob loves to travel too then. Yeah, definitely. And he comes with me when he can, you know, he has two kids and so we have them half the time and he comes with me as much as he can, but a lot of times I just go on my own. So yeah, it works. Well, that's, I mean, there, there's so much, there, there's so much from the, the, the hackerette side of like, you know, traveling because, because, okay, got to give the listeners, what's a good hack with traveling? You know, now that we're getting back into the traveling world, um, you know, it, it seems like that things are going to start opening up hopefully more soon. Oh yeah. I mean, well, definitely. the easiest thing is get the credit card, you know, like I love United cause I fly United all the time and they go the most places that I typically travel from and, or travel to and from, and I'm in San Diego. And so, um, I have the United card, but pick any airline, get their card, do the minimum spend. I think you typically have to spend like, say, $3,000 in three months or something like that, which is very easy to do if you just put all of your expenses, you know, on this card and then basically pay it off. So never let it go up. Like you just, you have to pay it off every month or they win. Right. <laughs> so if you, <laughs> if you pay it off before it's due, then you win. But if you rack up interest and debt, then they win. So that's what they count on. So as long as you're strategic and you're smart and you know how to play the game and you can rack up these points, you can get so many different cards, I have so many different cards. I sign up for all the different bonuses. I also have a business. So I have the business version of the card. And then I have the personal version of the card. And I actually have another business back from my home care company. So I have like the, all these different, you know, you know, whatever. So, but basically, um, you know, as long as you're paying the bill, it's fine. You know what I mean? As long as you're approved for the credit and you're paying the bill, you can rack up the points and then you can use the points. And if you want to cancel the card after that, you certainly can, or you can just leave it open if you happen to need an emergency loan one day or something like that. So it's just up to you, but I have been doing this for years and I have, you know, hundreds of thousands of miles that are in my account right now that I could use to fly anywhere in the world. And, yeah. So I hardly ever pay for travel because I put all my business expenses on this card and I get one and a half miles per dollar spent. And because I have a team to pay and all this kind of thing, I can put all this on this business card. And so I'm racking up points every time. And so I will probably never have to pay for a flight again, unless I want to or whatever. So, and you can also use them for upgrades. So if you want to buy like a coach ticket, you could totally get that probably for free. And if you want to buy a regular ticket and then use your miles for a first class upgrade, which is what I do a lot of times, because I love a lay flat bed, <laughs> like I love <laughs> in a lay flat bed. It's just the most luxury. I don't know. I'm happy to spend my miles on that experience. And so, yeah, there's so many fun ways to travel hack, but that ought to get you started. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Now, can I say, what would you say you were, what was your biggest travel hack that you were like the most proud of? Yeah. So for that one, I mean, I got an error fare, which is a glitch in the system. And, um, I got an around the world trip for like $325. It's on my blog. And that was how everybody was like, how are you doing this? How are you doing this? And, um, 
so yeah, that's why I started my blog because everyone was asking and I was like, oh, they're airfares and you can find them if you do these certain things. That was actually my first course. I built a course on how to find airfares. <laughs> and so, yeah, it was interesting, but um, yeah. You traveled around the world. I got a so ticket. <laughs> so I got a ticket, a flight that went from New York, Milan, Prague, Paris, Bangkok, and all of that was 325 for the whole entire all the legs together it was it was a glitch in the system oh my goodness yeah <laughs> wow so it was a six-week itinerary so I went six weeks around the world and I definitely went overland and I did you know things in between but it was New York Milan Prague Paris Bangkok were the main ones and so sometimes I would go overland or whatever and I would go to the next place and everything and so yeah but it was a good time. I spent six weeks around the world. It was great. Um, yeah, that was back in 2013. It was super, super fun. <laughs> so, okay. So I guess um, we could call that an absolute irony in itself because what, I mean, that's crazy, right? You know, and then think about that. That was the catalyst that then created your blog that yep. then created, you know, the momentum. Totally. And then Jacob, who I met, was the one who convinced me to create the blog um, as well. Well, we were on a trip that I spent with points because I was like, oh, yeah, we can get a good deal. So we went on our first trip to Turks and Caicos, which most people go to like Palm Springs or something. And I was like, no, we can go somewhere like, you know, like international. And he was like, okay. So yeah, we've been doing like for three months and we went to Turks and Caicos because I had points and miles and I knew how to find all these deals. And so we had a very reasonable trip, you know, to Turks and Caicos because that's how I roll. So, and then he was like, yeah, I think you should start a travel blog. And I was like, really? Like why? Like I had no idea that there was, I thought that sounded like a very expensive hobby. I had no interest in paying to work. And I thought, how is this even going to work? And he convinced me that, you know, you just build this and you build a following and all this. And I was like, ah, I'm not so sure about it. <laughs> I was very skeptical, but we know how that story ended. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. See, that's just so amazing. When we look at like, what are these catalysts that this just kind of take us from this place to this place to this place. So you know, we, we went into, you know, all, all that, but now you're in this space where you want to help people in a much different way. So if you'd like to, to share yeah. more about that. Yeah, definitely. So I have been, you know, over the last two years, so much has shifted into my life and I've really been called to create this, this freedom experience. Right. And so I'm, I'm building a new program or it's actually built. It's already ready. My one-on-ones have already been going through it actually. So I am taking one-on-one -on -one clients for it and um, I will be building a group soon, but right now by one-on-ones it's called the freedom frequency experience. And it's really tapping into inner and outer freedom and really understanding how you can create more freedom in your life through um, more time through, you know, setting healthy boundaries, through self-care, through more abundance, through money mindset, through, you know, how do we make more money without, with less effort, you know, these kind of things, how to scale your business with ease and flow and without burnout and all these kind of things. And so, yeah, just really tapping into freedom so you can, you know, make more money, have more stability, have more time and feel better and have time to love your body and just, just feel more in flow. Also, we work on, you know, tapping into your intuition because a lot of, you know, ambitious women, we have decision fatigue and we get exhausted and that just leads to everything else. And so really tapping into your intuition for, to make those decisions and, you know, making sure everything is in alignment. And so, yeah, it's really, really helpful to just you know, really help you. It just, everyone says that's gone through it has said, I feel freed. Oh my God, I feel freed, you know? And so that's why it's called the freedom frequency, because it's like with all of this, this holistic success approach, really, you know, we're creating more freedom from the inside out and it's just been so beautiful. So I'm really passionate about sharing that. And so, yeah, I've added this program to my coaching practice. Oh, that love and I love the name, the freedom frequency. Yeah, yeah. I'll, oh. share, I'll share the link with you. Share. Yeah, yeah, please, because I mean that's well, it you you and your names. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm glad you like it. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, no, and so how long is that program? 
It is a six month journey. Yeah. It's a six month journey. I mean, and there's an option to extend because the work is never, you know, <laughs> the work is never done, but yeah, we start with six months and we really commit to just really tapping into that freedom for you and creating that. And just, you know, all my clients are like having more time, making more money, feeling more supported, you know, putting up boundaries, saying no to time suckers, you know, defining energy leaks and getting rid of those. And, um, it's been just, they're more productive. They're happier. They feel better. They're, they're finally like have a routine of self-care that they feel like they can actually stick with They're manifesting. Um, yeah, we, we cover manifesting hypnosis, meditation, all these kind of things, like so many things it's all about holistic success. And yeah, I'm excited. It's been amazing. Um, there's a bunch of testimonials on the page and everything. And like I said, my one-on-ones are already going through it and, the results have been more than they expected. And it's been really beautiful to be able to, you know, just share more of this work. So yeah, I'm excited. Oh, that's so wonderful. So how can people connect with you? What's the best way for them to I yeah, mean, know, know where you are on Instagram? Want to share? <laughs> yeah, definitely. So on Instagram, I am my name, which is camellia.britton and that's K-A-M-E-L-I-A dot B-R-I-T-T-O-N it is a little bit of a weird spelling. Um, and my blog is hackerette.com. So you can say hi there too and come hang. Oh, uh, well, so you were worried that we wouldn't find enough myronies. <laughs> like I told you, all we have to do is just talk a little bit and they just yeah. kind of show up, right? <laughs> yeah. So I, I hope that you can help keep sharing this, this concept with others, because I do believe that if we share our stories and then we start seeing these, this interconnectedness yeah. and we start being able to connect to things that are outside of ourselves and, you know, mm-hmm. why we go through the journeys that we do, I think it's so powerful. So I'm just uh, so honored and blessed to, to know you, have you in my life and, you know, for you to be on the show and it's uh you're, you're, you are one of a kind. You truly, you're like the, one of the most beautiful inspirations and you just have such your, your, your heart, your passion, your, your soul. I mean, you just, thank you. I can't say enough amazing things about you, girl. (laughs) Thank you so much. It's beautiful. Thank you. So, so, so that's the best way for people to connect with you at hackerette.com or on Instagram. Say hi, send me a message. Say hello. Love to connect. Okay. Well, so excited to see what more you're going to create. Cause I know you are the master manifester. (laughs) 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 So, but uh, thanks again, Camila to the listeners. I'll see you next time. Thank you so much. Thank you all for joining me on That's Myrony Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the Myronic stories shared today and possibly got you to connect to the Myronies in your own life. As you listen to this podcast, you'll start catching signs that are so subtle but can have the biggest impact on your life. So pay attention to that inner voice and watch the Myronies appear in your life just like the guest in my next episode. And please connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, and that's myrony.com where you can share your unbelievable myronies. Also, if you enjoyed what you heard and can take a moment to like, comment, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting platform, it would mean so much because that is how others are able to find this podcast. Finally, please also tell your friends and family about Myrony because wouldn't it be fun to see people share their myronies on social media in addition to their selfies? And remember, If something happens that makes you say, well, that's ironic. It's not ironic at all. It's Myronic. Now that's Myrony. See you next time.